The Bad News Bears are back, and it is time to just finish out the season. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to or welcome back to Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. As many of you know, Thursday is usually the day Nick joins me, but he joined me yesterday instead because tonight he's going to the Rangers game and having a lot more fun than we will be watching the Flames. So uh, make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and we're available on YouTube as well. It's free. It's just a good way to stay engaged uh, through the season and, of course, the off season, where there may have to be some uh, some big moves that I don't think the Flames ownership group really planned for. But let's dive right into it. Tonight, the Flames are in Vegas, and um, <laughs> they're coming off of a loss to the – an overtime loss to the Coyotes. And this is just something uh, you just – you. You can't be going to overtime against the Coyotes, especially this late in the season. You know, this is this is just bad. But I figured we could run down the five things to know article um, that the Flames put out because it does offer valid and uh, insightful information. So let me just <laughs> pull up my screen sharing right here. And here we go. Okay, so the leading scorers for each team, Tyler Toffoli with uh, 56 points and Tyler Toffoli with 56 goals. And for the Golden Knights, it is Chandler Stevenson with 53 points and Jack Eichel, who kind of got a quiet start to the season, I would say, uh, with 23 goals. The, the Flames are ranked 23rd in the league with a 19.3% power play and a power uh, penalty kill, rather, that is sitting at 10th in the league. And the the Vegas Golden Knights have a stronger penalty, or sorry, stronger power play sitting at 17th and a weaker penalty kill sitting at 17th. Um, You know, I think that this stuff right here, uh, the shot attempts speaks to uh, the Flames. It is at a 57.04, which is second in the league. But shot attempts don't mean quality shots. That is what high danger chances are for. And the Flames are are 13th, which again, you know, kind of middle of the pack because again, they don't have a finisher. The Golden Knights are 23rd in the league with 48% uh, with shot attempts and sitting in 10th with about uh, 54% of high danger chances. When I was looking at what to talk about today, I was going over this article and I was reading this part. It was the first like three paragraphs that really got me because it just, ugh, you just feel so black while reading it. So the pregnant pause officially clocked in at three seconds again I'm like I really don't know what that means 
But uh, if not for the sound of closing cupboards, the crackling of empty water bottle and used up tape, and the occasional footsteps sauntering off in the distance, you could hear a pin drop. No one in the dressing room has a better read on things than Michael Backlund, but even he was having trouble summoning the words. All right, let's talk about this. Backlund is always the guy that, like, he he's kind of the figurehead in terms of your, you know, your leader. And if he's having a tough time coming up with words, I can only imagine what's being expressed in the locker room out of frustration because there's, there's being at a loss for words because, you know, it's so, it's such a tragedy or because there's no eloquent way to say that you're just defeated. There truly is no other way. And you know that um, when addressing the media, the team, 99% of the time, they're not going to throw each other, especially the coach, under the bus. It's tough. We've been in this spot before, the veteran said on an overtime loss on Tuesday to the Coyotes. The Flames' 11th of the season when a game goes beyond 60. It's getting old. Honey, it's been old. It's not just getting old. It is aged like curdled cheese or curdled milk that you forgot in the backseat of your rental car when you were on vacation in Florida. Anyways, yeah, we battled back, but after a big win against the Senators, we should have come out with more jump and take charge of the game and play better than we did in the first two periods. They're a hot team, and they've played well lately, and we knew that going in, but just disappointed we didn't get two points. I understand that. I I do. Um, But like Nick and I have talked about, who is going to be the guy that comes out and plays at 100% against teams like Arizona, Chicago, San Jose, like Columbus, you know, who's going to be that guy? And um, I, I do kind of have to agree with Daryl Sutter here. He says, guys, we're standing still with the puck instead of skating. Um, while the Flames piled up another 45 shots, including 14 in the dominant third period, not having that same level of urgency in the front half of the game proved costly. And, you know, I think that that is just another example of how this team just does not prepare. They do not prepare for these games. They do not, you know, truly go out and hype themselves up. I get it. It's the end of the season. You're more than likely not making the playoffs. And, you know, like, what is there to play for? Um, I, I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't. I just feel really bad for the players that have been putting a lot into the game all season. I don't know if I can say anyone's been giving 110% all season because it feels like there's always something going on and someone is always in some sort of trouble, trouble, quote unquote. Uh, But, you know, I think it's, this is just a matter of where do we go from here? Which we are going to talk about coming up next in the second segment here on today's show. But before we do that, I do want to tell you about uh, FanDuel. FanDuel makes the sports betting experience super easy and exciting when you sign up for free and make your first deposit. You can get your no sweat first bet, which is uh, bonus bets up to $1,000 if your first bet doesn't win. I got $10 on uh, $10 back on my no sweat first bet. So, you know, I will say 
it, it was pretty great. And you just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and very easy to use, super user-friendly. And to me, that's like the biggest part. I don't want to have to stress myself out when I'm using it. But before you download the app, head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on on your mobile device and sign up, sign in, and make your deposit and then download the app because it's just a much easier process to do it that way because you're not going to be able to um, – sign up with the locked on bonus with uh on the app so again that is fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba thanks everyone for hanging out with me on today (laughs) whenever you're tuning in um it is currently thursday evening six o'clock eastern time and the Flames play in four hours. I I don't know where to go from here. I don't think they know where they're going from here. And that's, that's the problem. That is very much one of the problems that this team has had, I think, all season, is they don't have um, any sort of direction. And, you know, I think a pl- players can only steer the team in a direction so much before they have to truly look for the coach and be like, Hey, are you going to help row this thing to shore? What do you like? What are you doing? You know, there hasn't been any wind in their sail all season. No one comes out of the gate. As soon as that, like that first shift to set the tone and does that for the full 60 minutes, whenever they're on the ice, none of the Calgary flames do that. And that is detrimental. You know, you aren't, this isn't a sport <laughs> where you can kind of hope and pray for a third period Hail Mary. The Flames have gotten lucky where they, you know, sometimes do have a strong third period, but that's usually when they have some sort of momentum building from the second. And we aren't seeing that. And again, you aren't turning a corner this late in the season. There's, you are just going in a circle And you're circling the drain and you're going further and further and further and further down because there's nowhere else to go until game 82. And it is so unfortunate that this is what this roster um, became. I think that there was a lot of expectation here because, you know, you were bringing in these top players from other organizations, but you weren't getting any sort of um, finisher which we've talked about too. You lost two high-end players and that horse is dead. I don't know how how many more times we can say it, but there was no replacement for them. There was no replacement for your finisher, for someone to set up plays. And it's, it's brutal. It is absolutely brutal. And this team just has to treat these games as like exhibitions. Just try something new. Because at this point, there really isn't, a reason to keep trying and to keep pushing for something that's not there. You know, I tweeted last night, I was like, do you think the Flames have like a group chat where they talk about everything? And Justin from Sea of Red Central had said, yeah, like they've talked about like them having a group chat before. And I just, I don't think (laughs) that that group chat has been quiet at any minute this season. I think that they are always venting or making plans. I think that that is a very strong possibility. Um, and I have a feeling that Brad Tree Living may be in, in an extension of that chat because 
Uh, I'm sure he has his frustrations as well. And this is just not, <laughs> not a good time for the Flames to be Flames. Um, you know, I when I started covering this team and when Jeff Ward was named the official head coach and things started spiraling, I just called them the bad news bears. You could not save this team. They were just drowning and there was, again, no direction. There was no successful system for them to fall back on. And there was certainly no vision for this team. And it was okay to be mediocre. And right now it feels like we are very much in a bad news bears situation where now this coach just has to go because it's not working anymore. That happens. That is something that is so common in the NHL. Um, you know, in, in football, you have, you know, more offensive and defensive coordinators losing their jobs over the summer or sorry, not the summer over, um, their off season, but it's so normal for this to happen because everyone has a lifetime and like a an expiration date when it comes to coaching jobs. Bill Belichick is the I would say the only reason he still has a job after all this time is Tom Brady and you just can't fire the man um at this point. But you know, I think a lot of it does have to go just it just speaks to ownership and Ownership is okay with being what it is. They're still making money. They're still, you know, getting playoff tickets. Yeah, sure, maybe not this year, but last year they did. And it's just, it's unfortunate because I think that this team does have potential. But like Nick was saying yesterday, you have so many pieces that do the same thing that it's like, this was your trial, you know, again, to see how this roster worked and why, why continue with it if you know uh, there are just some pieces that need to be moved. And that's, again, that is a much deeper discussion to be had over this summer. And we'll have to dive into it more because I don't want to sit here and have it just be me. I don't think that that's, uh, you know, I, I always like to have those conversations with Nick because I think it's so important for his insight to be heard as well. And coming up next, we are going to talk about the PHF playoffs that start tonight. And I'm so excited to see who brings the Isabel Cup home. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with me today. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe on YouTube. Come hang out in the comments with us. We love talking with you. And it's always a pleasure. So tonight, the PHF playoffs start. If you don't know what the PHF is... Hi, can I help you out from underneath that rock? Uh, they are the, it is the Premier Hockey Federation, which is uh, the only professional women's hockey league in North America. And it's super exciting because they have expanded to Canada um, in the last three years, uh, 2020 being the Toronto Six, and of course, this year with the Montreal Force. Um, the four, the top four seeded teams uh placed in the <laughs> playoff bracket and tonight uh in Toronto they're kicking off their matchup between the Connecticut Whale and Soroya T uh yeah the Connecticut Whale and just the only player Soroya Tinker <laughs> the Connecticut Whale and Soroya Tinker's Toronto Six um Soroya Tinker is just a fantastic defender and you love to see uh CJ in net for 
the six or honestly Elaine truly I think she's fantastic I <laughs> this the six are a team that truly are a force to be reckoned with especially with gets like Britt Howard and Daryl Watts I think that they are both really great um you know anytime Britt Howard gets the stick or the puck on her stick you just you gotta watch out you have to watch out because it's it's over she's going to dance around you she's going to make you look silly as a defender and as a goalie um and it's just fantastic to see you know Kennedy Marchman is um just the MVP was named the MVP last season for the Connecticut Whale um Abby Ives has been fantastic for them I this is uh, Shannon Turner's last go of it um, as as captain of, of the whale. And it would be nice to see them bring it home for her. You know, I think it, this is just, you know, you kind of have one of those last dance things, moments, seasons. And um, I'm not entirely sure. I think the whale could, you know, still contend. But it's really hard when you, you know, lose your captain and lose you know, that staple in your team. One of the biggest things here as well is the whale have been without Mallory Soliotis since, um, I believe January due to a broken tibula, fibula, one of the leg bones. And she is unfortunately still out, um, cheering on her team from home. Um, that matchup starts tonight at 7 PM. So you are I guess 5 p.m. your time and you can watch it on uh TSN plus if you are in Canada or on ESPN plus if you are in the states next up you have the Minnesota Whitecaps playing the Boston Pride who are back-to-back -back Isabel Cup champions and this these teams could have played each other in the final um again they did last year I believe no no, it was not last year. It was the year before. Um, this Both teams are stacked with national team members, with gold medalists, with goaltending. Like, this is the series you're going to want to watch. I mean, you want to watch both of them. But get your two screens, get your two monitors going, because these, this is just so exciting. Um, you know, Minnesota has just up and down that roster star talent and Amanda Levier is back in net. Uh, she was on uh, LTIR all season dealing with an injury and uh, Karine, uh, sorry, Corinne Schroeder is um, back, <laughs> back in net for uh, Boston as well. She has been an absolute, absolute powerhouse all season in her first season in the PHF. And she Oh my God. She has broken franchise records and I believe league records as well. She started this season uh, with four straight shutouts. Um, and I think that was four series shutouts. So like eight games, which to me is wild. Um, you know, I think Boston's defense is also like to help there. Uh, that both of those teams, again, they're, that is just an absolutely stacked series from top to bottom uh you can watch that series on espn plus i believe on tsn as well and on nesson plus if you are in new england and i believe madison packer and a few other um 
names throughout the PHF or former PHF players will be uh, broadcasting as well, which is very exciting. So I want to hear back from you. I want to hear from you in the comments. Who are you rooting for? Why are you rooting for them? And what you think the Isabel Cup final will be at Mullet Arena. So thanks everyone for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. I'm so excited to be here with you and I will be here tomorrow before I sign off for a week and go on vacation and Nick will take care of you next week and I will chat with you tomorrow for our winners and losers of the week. Bye-bye.